The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Tanner understands. Oh, anybody? John Hawkins baptizing the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. It is Thursday, January 30th, 2020, and you're listening to or watching live on Facebook or Twitter to another edition of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee. You can follow me on Twitter at TannerLee92. Yes, I changed my Twitter handle a few weeks ago. And along with me, like always, is Evan Webb at ET underscore Webb and Andrew Eiler at AEiler3. What's going on tonight, fellas? Not much. Yeah, yeah. if you can't tell by my nasally voice, I've been a little under under the weather lately. I'm glad we're doing this uh, by video and webcam and not sitting in the room with you, Tan. Sorry. Yep, yep. (laughs) nope. You guys are in a nice, clean place. Yeah, you're glad you're not in my house. You don't want to get this. It hadn't been fun. You know, I'm getting what everybody seems to Beginning lately has had been fun, and and Purdue basketball didn't help like here the other night at all. Oh yeah, that probably was right in the middle of your uh, sickness. Probably trying. Actually, I was, I was getting, yeah, I was pretty much better by Tuesday. We're getting okay. I'm still not 100, but I was getting there by Tuesday night. But that didn't help. I mean, it would would if you weren't throwing up, you might have started throwing up that first half. And I never threw up, thankfully. But yeah, you're right. I felt like it during the game a little bit, just just watching, but. Uh, but really, let's be honest. We're used to these performances on the road by now, aren't we? Uh, I wish I could say I'm used to it, but it's still this does. year. Yeah, it yeah, this a, year, this year, yeah, yeah. It's still uh. frustrating at each and every time. But I'm trying not to expect it. Cause I'm hoping <clears> that one turns around, but yet be proven wrong. It just—I've come out. I've ran out of reasons why this keeps happening. Is is this team going to win a road game this year? Our best chance. This upcoming is Saturday, Saturday is the best the chance. Best not, not feeling great. Nope. Yep. Um, I mean, you look at we still have to go to Iowa, don't we? That's yep, no. that's their senior night. Even though they have two seniors, yeah. still, um, that's gonna be a tough game at Mackey. I mean, Garza is a well, it's a mismatch. I mean, Garza is probably a Big Ten player of the year right now. I, I think every game, every game home or away, is going to be a tough game here on out. So, just I nope, don't know. You're right. I mean, the Big Ten's tough this year, and 
At Wisconsin, it might be a little easier. They got rid. I mean, Kobe King left, so yeah. that's just one more weapon. I mean, I know Jell shut him down last game. He was basically invisible. But, but no. I mean, is there any game that you outright are saying Purdue has maybe at Iowa, but Purdue has no chance to win? That's the thing. That's the crazy thing too. You look at schedule. There's a lot of games. Like, yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. But is there? I mean, there's not that many that jump out to that automatic L. Yeah, because they're because they're so inconsistent. Exactly. But it's but it's been. I mean, like, okay, I guess the Michigan game on the road. That's like the one that stands out on the road where they were. I don't know where they have that they should have won. I guess. Yep. Um, last I mean, like, games, yeah. we've been in it, but it's just the fact that we dug ourselves into a, you know, fifteen to twenty point deficit early in the first half, and we, yeah, we clawed our way back to within, you know, a bucket or two. And that's just the frustrating part. Is like, man, if we just didn't do that, you know. But could have, a lot of these games probably could have went the other way. And that's the infuriating part. They keep digging themselves in that hole. And it's like, I don't know if it's a lack of energy. Of course, it's lack of shot making. I mean, that's kind of mm-hmm. obvious. But I thought they got off to a decently good start on offense the other day, but then they couldn't no. stop Rutgers. Yeah. yeah. Which Rutgers is not is, I mean, they've proven this year that they can, when they're undefeated at home, they've won some, I believe they won a couple games away from home. Um, but they've... I mean, this is not the Rutgers of of the past that we've been used to. I mean, I, I thought they had beaten us before, but they, had, they kept showing that graphic. This is the first time since 75 they'd beaten us. which was- Yeah, we were one of two schools in the Big Ten they hadn't beat yet. Hmm. I don't know who the other one is off the top of my head. but Yeah, it was I'm- frustrating. Because <clears throat> Purdue, their- look- Purdue had their chances the other night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just looking at just historical, just comparison. So um- – as a team, I don't know. This is on ESPN just going through everybody. I think this is total. I don't know. Total field goal percentage. 2016, 2017, 48%. 2017, 2018, 49.7%. Um, last year, 45%. This year, 41 So almost 10% lower than three years ago. Yeah, but look so at all, all the in the lane. he had on the team. Yeah. Like I was like Swan again a few years ago yeah, when he just had, didn't miss Haas down yeah. low. There's just had, nobody. Yeah. You had Swan again and Haas, and then you had just Isaac Haas, and then with shooters around Carson. Him, yeah. Carson. But, I mean, he took a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. He also had Dakota. I don't know. EJ. Vince. Klein. Corey. Grady down low. Yeah. So most of hey, he year. was he was efficient, Yeah. 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 You know, it, I don't I mean, know. It, but, yeah, I mean, we're well. I guess we could hit on last week's two games. I mean, real quick, we had hosted Illinois. Terrible mismatch. They came in and smacked Purdue around at Mackey, and handed Purdue's their first double-digit home loss since 2014, when Michigan State beat them by about 30. Um, and then they, Purdue did rebound. Rebound. Mm-hmm. Well, literally, against no. <laughs> uh, Wisconsin at home uh, Friday night, Evan Boudreaux played probably his best game in a Purdue uniform. Yeah. Wisconsin couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. After they, coming off a game where they hit record school record three-pointers. <laughs> against Nebraska, yeah, they hit 18 threes. So that was nice to see, but still it was just it was really a deflating feeling after that Illinois game. Like I just didn't remember the last time walking out on Mackey so silent. Yeah. It was weird, but I, that's just like you kind of mentioned. It's just a terrible matchup. I mean, I think I wasn't as mad at that game. I was more mad at the first game just because of the what the fact that we scored thirty-seven points. 
Yeah, um, but it was more of I think just I mean it was more of like this Illinois team is just good. I I think if we played that Illinois team ten times at Mackey, I I would be surprised if we won more than three. Unless like I mean it had to be, it would have to be just where we went thermonuclear on them just because I feel like Kofi is such a mismatch with us and like I'm hoping he's a one and done. Yeah, me too. Um, I think if we played a neutral site, I think we'd win less than three anyways. Like it's, yeah, they're just one of those teams where kind of like last year's Wisconsin or last year's Minnesota team is just a bad matchup for us. And hopefully we don't see them for the rest of the year. If we, if we do, it's in the big 10 tournament, which it is hard to beat. It's very hard to beat a team three times in the same season, but yeah. But if we see them in the big 10 tournament, that might be Purdue. That might mean Purdue's making a pretty deep run because yeah. Illinois, Illinois darn, they, they might win the big 10. There's yeah, a good yeah. chance that I don't know what they're doing right now, or they're actually they play. They play seven. Someone tips off at seven thirty. It's not them. Oh, it must be them. They get, I don't know. Two games. Yeah, Minnesota seven thirty, and then Iowa. Iowa, Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get into Big Ten standings talk here in a little bit. But uh, so Purdue went one on one last week at Mackey. I remember we were talking on the podcast that we thought they really need to go two and zero. Didn't get that done, unfortunately. Then. Going at Rutgers the other night, I knew it was going to be a tough physical matchup, but I thought Purdue might have a chance to steal one. And boy, they had a bunch of opportunities. I mean, they lost seventy to sixty-three, but they had what three or four wide open threes in the last two and a half minutes and couldn't convert any of them. Yeah, yep. cut it to four. I don't know how much did they get down in the first half, like seventeen or something. The biggest like deficit was seventeen. I don't know if that yeah. was early in the second half or late in the first half. Oh, uh, I, I, I thought I think it was in the first half, but I could be wrong. Um. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, they're, they're right, Tanner. I think you said they started off pretty much better offensively than. I mean, it looked like a good start, and then they just couldn't stop them. And then I don't know at the under sixteen four minutes into the game, I think there were a couple big runouts and Rutgers, and it looked like just total effort. Mm-hmm. Um, Rutgers just was or just wanted it more, just more hustle, and that's when I was I was fed up. I'm like, thank God Butler plays in an hour, and I could <laughs> watch something else. Yeah, at least they've turned a corner for you because they yeah they had a rough they had a rough game match was too. crazy and yeah that I don't I don't know but mm-hmm. that was just giving me an excuse to stop watching. <laughs> yeah, um, at least you got one. But no, this team is very hard to watch at times. Um, Evan, I know you were saying last night in our group message you actually really enjoy watching this team, and I thought Andrew was going to jump <laughs> okay. through the screen and kill you. Same. That's why I was going to save it now for this. For, so I was making sure I got out before the podcast. It's more like I don't. It's, I don't get enjoyment. I enjoy watching the young guys go through the process, like guys like Isaiah. Um, obviously, with Sasha, I still I'm a big fan of Wheeler. I know a lot of people are fed up with them, and I it's hard to watch them at times, but. I don't know how he can continue to get minutes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I hope he sticks with it. I hope Painter sticks with them. Um, I can't imagine he would leave because I feel like I mean, he's already he sat out another year. Unless he somehow can graduate this year, which, I, I mean, who knows if that's the yeah. case, then maybe and I wouldn't blame him at that point. Um, and he played six minutes Yeah, against Rutgers. He didn't play at all in the second half. But against yeah. like Wisconsin, he was doing a lot of things. Like he wasn't scoring, but he was rebounding very well against Wisconsin. He can do a lot of good things. Um, but he feels like to me – He's one of those guys like Sasha that shows up at home, but they don't show up on the road. Yeah. Sasha's almost to the point where I don't know if, why we're playing him on the road. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's yeah. not adding anything. I mean, you kind of need to just because, I mean, if you put him out there with Boudreaux, I mean, okay, I was looking at last week's starters, Boudreaux, Trevion, Nogel, Sasha, and Hunter. I mean, Boudreaux is 
can hit shoot a three, but I mean, he's pretty, he needs some, some time and some room and then Hunter, but that, I mean like Eastern and Trevion, I mean, you need somebody to space the floor. So right. I think that's why he's got to play just to be a threat. Yeah, even. But I mean, what, what isn't he shooting like 20% on the road? For the oh year? yeah. It's something stupid like that. But he's like 50% at home or he was, I, I, mean, I don't think he's I mean, he gets open anymore. looks, but he can't. And, and, and Matt barely played him in the second half the other day. Yeah. Um, so he's because Proctor got going. Proctor had a great game. If Proctor mm-hmm. can keep doing that, then you don't have to play him as much. Right. No, I think what I like, which about, he didn't play as much. I think mm-hmm. what I like about this team, uh, what I like watching is, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you like watching. <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> um, it's just more the fact that I think I can, I just feel like we're close in some ways. And I don't mean close as in like we're going to turn around this next game. I, I was hoping that beginning of the season because that's how I felt last year was I felt like hey like when even though we were losing to Texas and we lost to you know some games on the road where we probably should have won it's like oh man I feel like we're close with this team and then we end up turning around with this team this year I thought kind of the same thing was like maybe it's more of maybe just another year off with letting these guys kind of go through this adversity and just kind of try and figure it out I'm hoping it was going to be this year and maybe it still will I don't know maybe we'll go on a ten game winning streak who knows but. I think that's what uh, it's just more hope rather than back in what 2012, 2013, 2013, 2014, where we had the Ronnie mm-hmm. Johnson, where that team just didn't like some of the guys on the team. Uh, just wasn't, I mean, I went to every game, wasn't fun going to games. Uh, just, it was hard to cheer for some of those guys, but yeah, like, that's that's one thing I will say. Like the team, I mean, everybody on the team, it's that's not hard to root for them. I mean, like they seem yeah. like everybody's like good guys, like they have their head, their head on their shoulders and. And not doing anything stupid that makes you like, man, that guy's a thug and don't really yeah. want to like him. I mean, everybody personally is, is fine. It's just how they're, how they're meshing or yeah. the, the team composition. They don't have all the pieces. It seems like to really yeah, run. We don't the have offense. that blow by guard that we had last year or even really, I mean, in some of the years past, I think that's part of the problem is we can't, you know, if we're not shooting, then teams just pack it in. We don't mm-hmm. have that guard that can really get things going for us. I mean, I know Hunter can probably be that, but he's still not the quickest. And he's not no, the and that's the problem. Proctor's he really struggles in space and transition. Yeah. I noticed like he slows up around the rim and, and either gets blocked or fouled almost every does, time. Does is like is there a stat for like number of times like shots blocked? I mean, like Purdue on layups the last like three weeks has got to be like how many times have they been blocked? Like just around the basket of like Trevion, like pumping and like not getting off the ground and the guy sending it to the third row and you know, like Hunter doing that, driving in. It's like, Oh my God. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I feel like Williams and harms a lot around the basket. They just throw it. Uh-huh. They don't even take their time. They rush their shots and just throw it up and hope to get fouled or hoping to get um, the touch around the rim, the roll. It, it's infuriating <clears throat> at times. It's like, just take an extra little second and, mm-hmm. I mean, yourself, but just like the, watching this team, this offense, I mean, like, bro, I don't know if we were spoiled. Like, I know like, like three, a few years ago when we had, I mean, it was Vince, Dakota, PJ, Isaac, Carson, and then Carson, Carson coming in and swanning him. But I mean, PJ was just, was it just, he ran the offense. I mean, he didn't turn the ball over and Dakota was just a great passer and we're able to kind of make the motion offense work because everybody was moving and ball movement was great. This year it just seems – I don't know if it's not stagnant, but they don't really have the guy to actually kind of just lead it that maybe Morton can do next year because, I mean, he kind of seems like he's reminds me of Matthias, I guess, and that he is all – kind of does it all. Um, but maybe maybe a little more athletic, which would be awesome. If it's a more athletic Dakota Matthias, it would be pretty sweet. Uh 
So maybe next year the, the offense can improve. It just seems like three years ago there were times where like the offense was just unstoppable and it wasn't one guy. It was everybody in the ball movement. And it's like, oh, okay, you're going to try to key on Dakota, then like Haas, or you're going to double Haas down low, then well, Vincent and Dakota the are going to go off. But Teams had to decide, okay, do you – we throw the ball in the Haas. Do you double team him? Because then he's gonna kick it out to <coughs> four shooters. Because you had, you had PJ, you had Dakota, you had Vitsa could shoot three, and then you had, you know, you could throw in Carson when he was out there, um, or, or if you didn't double team him, then Isaac Haas is just gonna just, you know, mm-hmm. eat his defender alive, and shoot eighty yeah. percent from within five feet. Like it was that was yeah that was fun. Yeah, and I I read an article on Golden Black today. Uh, Brian Newbert was talking about Matt Harms' struggles. He said Harms fits the uh, pick and roll offense perfectly, and right now he can't get that because, like last year, defenders were so scared of Klein and Edwards shooting off off the screens mm-hmm. that they had to you know pay attention to them. This year, there's really not that guy, and I think Klein was so undervalued as a interior passer. Mm-hmm. Purdue's guards this year are not good passers. Mm-hmm. They it takes them they. They don't read the defenses properly, it seems like, and when they do, they don't make the decisions fast enough. Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of turnovers on just, you know, which should be easy-made passes. Um, so I think that's why we're seeing Matt Harm struggling. I'm still not convinced he's 100% healthy. I don't think he is. Just no, by the way I he don't. runs up and down the court. He, you, know, you could see if he gets bumped, if he sets a pick, or if he gets bumped on a screen, he always kind of jumps, and then he kind of hobbles a few steps. I mean, I'm sure he's not. Yeah. But, but uh, really, my positives take my positive takeaways from the Rucker game is um, I thought Jahad Proctor, of course, played really well. Bessie's played in a long time. I thought Boudreaux played well. Big Ten, mm-hmm. yeah, he, has, he, he kind of disappeared when Big Ten season started, That's so it was nice true. to kind of see him emerge. I thought Boudreaux played well, and, and then I thought Traven, Tra, Travion had had his moments. He had good stats, but um, rebound as well. Like always, like yeah. He like just continues to struggle on defense. Yeah, I think he he's lazy getting back sometimes mm-hmm. too. But um, what's well, that whole thing of? And they were kind of Seth Davis was talking about it in the game. Man, he was he was he was on another level of annoying. My patience with you, button. I was getting uh, yelled at by my girlfriend for. At least he did the same thing to Indiana last night on their broadcast. He was just as hard on them, if not harder. So was he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was the whole thing, which I agree with them, though. It was uh, the problem with this team is I think it's just a mental thing. I mean, again, we have a lot of young guys, um, you know, with a lot of a lot of our key minute guys but, uh, are pretty are, are sophomores. Yeah, really. but they've played a lot. I mean, like Boudreaux yeah. has a lot of experience. Eastern's got a lot of experience. I mean, Sasha has been in the program for a while. And right. But I it's mean, more of like like looking yeah. at more of like Hunter and Sasha. Those guys played a decent amount last year, but it was never. They weren't, they weren't really counted on. They weren't the guy. On. Yeah, they um, didn't need to go get 10, 12 points. And when things aren't going well on offense, it really seems like this team takes a step back defensively, and that's when things start going off the rails is when shots aren't falling with them or it's affecting the defense. Whereas if we can just kind of stay mentally tough, which is obviously easier said than done, and if our defense can just kind of just stay in it, then I feel like that that helps. But I feel like we just, we just get on our own head, and it affects both sides of the floor, which that's when – Go bad, you know. Uh, I'm disappointed from a physicality standpoint. I thought this Purdue team would be a really physical team, a tough mm-hmm. team, and it's one of the softer Purdue teams I can remember in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think back to who I think who might might compare it to. I mean, I just keep going back to that. 
12, it, 12 well, 13. I mean, that's the last team we've yeah. had that didn't make the tournament. Um, yeah. Before Davis and Hammonds, yeah. before the 13 know, 14 season. Yeah. Well, yeah, those guys were on that team. I mean, I know, but like yeah. they're like freshmen, sophomore yeah. years, right? It was their mm-hmm. junior, senior yeah. year when things kind of turned mm-hmm. around. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, those their early years. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, yeah, if Purdue wants to play in March, it's got to start Saturday and they got to get on a roll. They cannot mm-hmm. afford to lose too many more games. Mm-hmm. You pretty much have to win out your home games with that loss to Illinois. You pretty much have to win out at home. And- I mean, I think you thought that they had to win out at home pretty much anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, <clears throat> they got to find a way to steal some on the road and probably win one or two in the Big Ten tournament. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah. getting tough. You got to win games like at Ohio State, at Indiana, at Northwestern's a must. At Wisconsin now, I think. I mean, you, I think, I think, I think just with, I don't know what, if what was, I don't know. I don't, I haven't watched Wisconsin at all other than that. I knew I hated Davidson's uh, Davidson, whatever. So I knew dirty. that before I knew that going in and that was just, yeah, but whatever. Um, that was what I was the most obvious from Friday. That was Friday night. Wasn't it? The Purdue was Wisconsin game mm-hmm. to, the Tuesday Rutgers game was just the, it just seemed like the effort. And I don't know, maybe that was Purdue just was really amped. I'm sure they had a rough, oh, I'm rough sure week of practice. We'd seen all year. I yeah, think. exactly. And then like five minutes into the game at Rutgers, like there was like a ball, there was one play like there's like a, like a, a like a 30 second stretch that like sticks yeah. out of like a clear, this is not the same level. Mm-hmm. as four days ago there like there was like a loose ball yeah Rutgers dove yeah yep. it was and then the next time down there was like another run out from Rutgers and like four guys beat every single Purdue player down the court for Rutgers basically and I was like like and there was a timeout immediately and it was three minutes too late or something I don't know it should have been uh I don't know I was that was when I was so ready to turn it off and do something else because I'm like this is not the awesome good. uh no, no call on. Yeah, we didn't, Evan didn't, haven't even talked about the refs. Yeah, Evan Boudreaux, then the uh, <clears throat> egregious. Uh, I'm sure. By has Isaiah been suspended for that? I mean, that was pretty rough. <laughs> I think he was kicked off the team, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we can talk about refs every single game. I feel like the Big Ten officiating is just horrific anymore, but yeah. I feel uh, like every, every I fan base is complaining about it. So. I think part of it, too, is these guys are overworked. Yeah. And that's they, there's just lack of. A pool of officials and these guys See, get, are working and traveling and you guys are you guys are way more like actually like know the refs like know the names i know like a couple guys and i don't even recognize them like if you guys tell me like oh shit like tv teddy's up there <laughs> and i'm like okay i know who that is but like he didn't do big 10 games anymore, i know so. I, I don't even like the new guys see I, I know all the old guys i don't know anybody new well it, i think they're good refs if i don't know their names if I know yeah, their that's, name, that's, 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 that's what it should be. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Or if I even uh, if I recognize him, I'm like, oh god, not yeah. this guy. I, well, I, yeah, name, I remember man. him because he's bad. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's true. There's like five that's or six I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's. I miss Derek. Oh, well. I used to give him crap. I miss him. He was a he good. Was good official. He was good official. He was a good official. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he was good. Ed Hightower was good. Yeah. Jim Burr was not good. Burr was awful. He was terrible. He was he, he okay. That's first, true. Yeah. He was like the first official besides Jim Teddy Burr. Valentine in Hightower that I remembered his name yeah. because it goes back to that 08 NIT game against Oklahoma when the free throws were forty to five and we lost <laughs> in overtime to Blake Griffin forty was, to five. Was that NIT? 
thought that was like a preseason. It was the preseason NIT tournament. Oh, okay. I had no idea that was the pre. That was an. I was like, it was like a November one. Yeah, yeah. Blake Griffin and yeah, forty to five uh, the free throw differential. Who someone got a someone got a flagrant for Purdue because he like turned and elbowed somebody. Uh, that, that was, was a few years later. That was later against uh, Villanova. Oh, that's right. Okay, that was Oklahoma too. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, right. that one away, and then they lost to Oregon State the next day. Yeah. That was just a glorious. That's when I knew, oh, this season's over. This <laughs> <laughs> is fun. What, what is your guys' opinion on the – it's always on the message board, which is always a great place to be after a loss. It wasn't um, too bad the other night. I don't I don't even – I thought it was more against the refs than the team, which yeah, was really nice. Right, you're right. Because they came back, because they, yeah. because they, they had they a chance. They showed a little fight. Yeah. What is your guys' thought on the – section of the fan base that believes painter needs to uh work the refs and apparently get tossed. Get a technicals and yeah. I think he works the refs all the time. I think he does too. Yeah, I think they all do. Um he, I thought he was working them a lot the other game. I wouldn't bad. mind seeing him get a tech. But I don't think he like absolutely has to. Yeah, I he, mean he gets like one every other year. Yeah. yeah. Um I thought it might come the other night though and he never got one. So yeah. I, I was shocked. Um, I don't get the whole like your guy needs to be screaming and getting tossed. It's like then like okay, do you want this team not to be coached by the the guy who's supposed to be coaching? Like I don't understand. They already complain about I, Shrewsbury I, enough. If you make him coach <laughs> again, the board's gonna explode. <laughs> God, uh, the one thing I don't know this is this is gonna feed the feed that side of the board um, against Marquette that same night as the Wisconsin game. Uh, Laval Jordan for Butler got a tech during halftime. I, I don't know how uh, Marquette came out and shot free throws before the clock even started. And then Butler got the ball to start the second half. It was really bizarre. Um, he got, they were down like seven and then they came back and had a really good start to second half and ended up beating Marquette and they won. They should have won in, over, in regulation, but won in overtime, but I don't know. Maybe it was the technical that got him fired up going to the second half. So maybe Painter should have started butt chewing. They got a half. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> he probably maybe Painter needs to start throwing chairs or something. I don't know. Yeah, we don't want to. Whatever he, down that, like whatever he did uh, down south, he just needs to do whatever whatever he did for Wednesday, Thursday, in between that Illinois Wisconsin game. Just do that. Just we'll see. It's going to be an interesting one Saturday night. It's one that I think could really test our patience. It's a nine o'clocker. It's a late one. Against nine o'clock, yeah, nine o'clock. Big Ten mm. Network against Northwestern. Oh man, a team Purdue's already beat once in the first Big Ten game at Mackey way back in December. Was, wasn't it kind of close? Yeah, they, they. I mean, in Northwestern's been hanging in there with people. Not yeah, last night up at East Lansing, were, uh, but who were they? They're up fourteen on Maryland. Uh, Maryland, yeah, Maryland came back and won, but and they almost won at Illinois. Illinois has been a close game with everybody except Purdue. That's the infuriating <laughs> thing. It's like, what the heck? Every I mean, game, they're being yeah. close games and not, yeah. not Purdue. They just smack them around. It'll like kick the crap off us and twice in basketball wants some football. It was just terrible this year, but yeah. it is what it is, I guess. So. And then your, your co-host on your other podcast has probably not been, it's probably been unbearable to talk I to him. I missed it on Monday since I was sick. Yeah. So, but That's he did point. wear his Illinois sweatshirt, of course. I just met in general, probably. I'm sure you. I'm sure you see him more than just on the podcast. Oh, you're right. I, I see him about once a weekend, and yeah, yeah. He, but like I told him, he's due. It's been 15 years. Yeah, that's it's true. Relevant, that's so he's true. due. Yeah, but, I'm okay. I'm okay but, with. It. I don't mind. I don't yeah, mind them. Uh, yeah. Of the other teams, there's there are way way or many many other teams in the Big Ten that I 
Despite uh, more. Yes, yes. They'd be rather low on the totem pole. I had an IU fan tell me today that Purdue's no longer his least favorite Big Ten team. It's now Maryland after Smith's actions. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, like, Maryland's up there, but, like, that, I don't know. Yeah. They need, like, like three or something, four. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, after the after that, it might be they might be moving up actually for mine. If like favorites, <laughs> yeah, that was. I think he had to be provoked. He had to be something. Had to be chanting at chanting at him during the game. Oh, obviously, I mean, was, every uh, every arena, there's going to oh, be yeah. people yelling. The next day, I was listening to. Uh, I was driving around in Indy, listening to Dockage because there was nothing else on the radio. That's why I was listening to him. But he was saying he was commenting on that 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 area of where he was going to. Um, Doc goes, he knows, doesn't know them person, but he knows the people who sit in those seats. He goes, they are just like awful, like, like awful towards their own team, awful against opponents. He goes, so he's not, he's not surprised that Smith eventually just went over there and snapped because he goes, those guys are like, you got a lot of money there mm-hmm. and people entitled. And they, he goes, old, he was, old he, fan base. Yeah. He was a coach. He goes, he was like, they were working him. And he had to turn around and tell him to shut up. So he goes, oh, he's not surprised. If, if it is that, those are those people, he's not surprised at all. I mean, but in every arena, there's going to be. Oh, I mean, I'm yeah. sure it happens at Mackey, too, where people yell. Like, I remember, Webby, I remember you yelling at Odin. Or was that you, Tanner? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I remember you yelling at Odin. Um, yeah. uh, well, what about Coach K? I mean, Coach K went oh, berserk on his own. Yeah, yeah. on his own student section. I mean, like, it happens everywhere, but... <laughs> The faces on the Duke students are just priceless. They're sitting like the kids have probably never been yelled at in their life. What's going <laughs> on? Shut up. Yeah, that was that was something else. But that was pretty cool that he was standing up for one yeah. of those guys. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Just because it's not uh-uh. you know Shane Battier or Jay Williams or something. I mean Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I was th- that made me think of like all of those guys. Like, even though like I wondered, um, like the coaches, I think they're all like pretty intense. Like, even if they don't always like appear, like Painter seems pretty relaxed. But I remember Webby, like we when you and I went to like that Purdue basketball camp for a few days. Like, my dad still brings us up, and I remember it. Like one of the first days, like starting camp, like we're sitting on the floor and the parents are in the back, and Painter's talking about like. Like, oh, like, thank your parents for being here. And there was, like, a kid, like, leaning back, and Painter immediately snapped and was like, sit up, like, <laughs> off, like, and then was, like, totally relaxed and was this. And I was like, holy crap, <laughs> like, got my attention. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I guarantee there's no college coach that I could be yelled at from and not just pee down my leg. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I think they all have it. Like, they may, like, oh, come yeah. off, but they, they're all, like, a little, like, they're pretty intense and could be scary and yeah, probably I, are. Yeah. And like, like coach K was berserk there and he looked, looked pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to be. I mean, yeah. Oh, he said Frank Martin, South Carolina. Oh God. He, yeah. like the scariest guy in NCAA basketball. Yeah. Oh man. But there's some football coaches I could think of too, but, um, but anyways, looking at the Big Ten games throughout this week, got Minnesota playing at Illinois right now. Illinois is up 17-11. to 11. Only six uh, minutes and 13 seconds left in the first half. It's hmm. kind of low score so far. Hmm. Got Iowa at Maryland tonight. Maryland is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I do like Maryland to protect their home court tonight and win that one. Should be a good one, though. Hmm. Who do you guys like in that one, Maryland? I think, I think Maryland kind of goes on a little roll here before mm-hmm. they collapse. 
We got about five games on Saturday. Yeah. Starting yeah. off Indiana at Ohio State. Interesting matchup here. That is. I, I don't trust Ohio State, but Indiana, much like Purdue, has proven that they really can't win on the road aside from winning at Nebraska. Ooh. Well, that's IU's played, played since Sunday. They won at Northwestern. Has IU played like four road games all year, including non-conference? So I mean, they haven't they, had many they chances. Haven't played too many. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is kind of. I mean, they were saying, uh, my girlfriend was watching the IU Maryland game, and they were saying that from from that point on, IU had the toughest schedule in the country because a lot of their games are on the road against tough teams. Um, I, I think, think yeah. I think Ohio Didn't State, you, but it's gonna be a close one. I think that's a really close game. I remember Tanner. I think you said that before the season, just maybe an offline. We were talking about that, how you were worried about IU coming in and like because they didn't play anybody in non-conference, and then they started off their first like their first like five six games were all at home, or all their tough games were at home in the Big Ten. Everybody's saying that, and they're like, "Gosh, they could be like sixteen and one at one point or something like that because they don't play anybody." Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's why they're still. I mean. They're probably in the tournament as of today, but mm-hmm. that's why their season's not that great because, yeah, they got a great record to win the <clears throat> but they haven't beat too, oh, many, yeah. too many quality opponents. And, I mean, as of like a week ago or something, like Purdue was getting more votes in the top 25 than they were or something yes. maybe two weeks ago. Yes. And I was like, Purdue looks terrible. Mm-hmm. They're just – I mean, IU's not getting any respect, I mean, because they haven't beaten anybody. But well, I think Ohio State wins at home. In a in a I relatively think, close game. I think it's a close game. I think it's I five points. I think I he's gonna win. I don't like I don't like it, but I think they're gonna win. Well you don't like Ohio State either, so <laughs> I don't I, I mean I like I like Ohio State more than I you. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. This one's gonna be a blowout in my opinion. Uh, Michigan State at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's without yeah. Brad Davison, who's suspended for this game for a nut shot he took at one of the Iowa players on Monday. He's done that before, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like I've seen that before. Yeah, I like the new commissioner, uh, Warren of the Big Ten. He's not taking any crap. He's just, just suspending guys because he doesn't want the Big Ten to get a bad look. I like what that. Do you, what I do like you? Uh, wouldn't have done that. Yeah, is one is one enough? I don't think so. I, I think, think it should be at least two. If, I think what yeah. he did is worse than what Griffin did, but that's just yeah, or at least equal mm-hmm. to. I mean, yeah. you could really. I mean, you could. Yeah. Put that guy's future in jeopardy or future yeah. of having a family in jeopardy. I mean, that's that's not anything to be messing around with. But he's lucky he didn't get punched in the face. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, if that happened, I don't know. I would. Yeah. After he gets up off the ground. And yeah. Oh, I mean, their teammates. If anybody, if any of his teammates yeah, saw it, yeah. I would immediately it's like someone jump on him or mm-hmm. something at that yeah. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think, yeah. yeah. I think Michigan State wins by twenty at least. Yeah. Yeah. I and think Wisconsin's going to done, but yeah, go for Rutgers it. at Michigan. This is an interesting one. Michigan needs some wins. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Talk about a team who can't play defense. My goodness. The ESPN predictor literally has Michigan favored to win. They are 50, 50.2% chance and Rutgers 49.8. So it's a wow. Toss up. up. Oh man. I'm going Rutgers. I am too. I'm going to pick Michigan. I think they get it done. They're in a position they yeah, they can't afford to lose too many more games. Mm-hmm. Penn State at Nebraska. Penn State large. Yeah. I mean not large. Okay, double digits. I think it's I think it's I think it's a ten point game or less. Yeah. I think. I think, I think it's, it's a pretty close Nebraska. one, but Penn State Penn State wins. And then uh Purdue at Northwestern. Nightcap. 
Why does Purdue finally get to do it? I think so, but I think it's a nail biter. I, I think it's going to be. Uh, I, I I think it's going to be like like the first like fifty five fifty fifty. Yeah, I'll say fifty five yeah. fifty. So Purdue by like five. Yeah, I think Purdue gets it done too. And you got to think if they can get one, maybe that just gets the guys' confidence going yeah. a little bit because their only road wins at Ohio. That's but it. I mean, how many how many times have we not even the road wins, but just like effort, like Virginia, like oh man, like okay, here we go, this is gonna turn around, like no, Michigan State, yeah, here it is, next here game, yeah, duh, I know, I know, Wisconsin, I know. like look great, does, and we're all big Matt Painter fans, I know that, mm-hmm. but do you have to point a finger at him a little bit when it comes to like inconsistency? I I don't know because I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but. Like somebody's got to get these guys. Time I w- going. He, he made the comment after the Illinois game <clears throat> that he didn't think he'd have to get those guys up for that game because of how the first game went. And that's yes. like, I mean, but again, it's, it's hard to, I mean, I don't really know. I don't really put a whole lot of blame on him just because of what, what he's shown um, for this. I mean, there's only so much he can do. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's trying different rotations, trying different things. It's not like he's not trying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much. I mean, yeah, there's only so much you know amping up you can do for your team. It's, it's, it's all. I mean, a lot of it's just on the guys to be mentally there and focused. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Seems like it gets to a point. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. Too. I don't. I don't blame Painter as much, and other than the fact that of like, I don't know if you want to say like recruiting, but it's just getting like. There's no alpha, and it's not yeah. even like alpha as in like the guy who's going to go score 25 points like Carson. It's just the guy who's just – I don't know. This is like the last few Somebody teams have had – give the ball too late in the game. Yeah, who's not afraid to take the shot. Yeah. Like like Carson Edwards the last couple of years. I mean, he, yep. he could have been like 0 for 20, but he was going to come down and chuck it. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. if he's gonna get a good shot, or I mean, but not even just like that. But I think it's more of just the like the leader. It just seems like the guys are almost like he's. I don't know. You said soft Tanner, but almost like too nice. Yep. I don't yeah. know. They're um. Too there's no. Yeah. No. Um. Uh, no kind of like alpha, even like in the locker room, kind of is what yeah. it seems like. Like no gel is maybe a little more kind of quieter, more reserved. Maybe I, I don't. I don't really know. Team. But I think yeah, but it I, has to be. <clears throat> I agree. That's what I mean. But I think he's more even from there, almost like a. Mm-hmm. lead by example kind of thing or more kind of reserved than somebody else who's going to get up and get in people's faces or and something. He's been but, a dog on defense lately though. If he doesn't yeah. make yeah. all mm-hmm. defense teams, something's wrong. He's been a dog, but he's been, I, I he's stepped it up the last like month. He, he busts I mean, his butt. He's the one player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He oh yeah. He's always, he always I has. Just wish there was yeah. more of them. Mm-hmm. The uh, ESPN matchup predictor gives Purdue an 80.9% chance. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> Wow. Well, well, I mean, uh, you have to put this out there. Who one of our friends sent us that graph? I'm mm-hmm. looking at that of axis of all the Big Ten teams with like a good offense, bad and defense, and Purdue's as a second worst defense or second worst offense behind or ahead of Northwestern. But the the good thing is that Purdue's one of the better defensive teams, and Northwestern's one of the worst defensive teams. So yeah, yep. uh, Northwestern's in the bad offense bad defense category and they're by far like by way far. out there yeah yeah the way out yeah <clears throat> even team is wisconsin which is that surprised me yeah i don't know in Northwest, that's, that's about about too. are they mm-hmm. uh, 
Is there a coach? Is he gonna? I can't remember his name. What's oh, he? Collins. From Duke? He, he's yeah, safe. Collins. He's safe. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, he got him to their first tournament ever. Yeah. And, and with being so young, I think they, you know, they're starting to play better, lose close games. I think they see like in two years, this team actually could be really good because they they play a lot of freshmen and sophomores, a lot of them. So, yeah. So we'll see. Um, in the other Big Ten matchup, there is one Sunday game before the Super Bowl. Uh, Illinois at Iowa. That should be a good one. Ooh, that'll be a good one. Give me the Hawkeyes at home. I think they're yeah, a bad match for Illinois. Uh, it'd be Garza versus Kofi will be interesting. They can stretch. They can stretch him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm picking Illinois. I'm gonna go with the J man and say Illinois. No, Lord. <laughs> All right, Super Bowl. It's a little off topic, but uh, yeah, there, there is a Purdue guy playing in it, Raheem Mostert, running back for the 49ers. Is he the only one? There's nobody else. Yeah, Steedman's on the practice squad for the Niners, and the Chiefs don't have anybody. I, gonna hate I don't know. I'm going Chiefs. <laughs> well, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I hate myself. Well, I hope they don't. I'm going to be rooting hard for the Niners. If <laughs> I think the Chiefs are the. I think the Chiefs' offense is too good, even though the Niners have a really good defense. Niners' offense is pretty good too, though. I know, I know they, they're probably the more complete team. Yeah. I've watched a lot of Chief games, and of course, being a Bronco fan, I just when they they're, get rolling, there's something else. I know they're they're never out of it, and they they got, they got big playability on special teams mm-hmm. too. That could be the difference. But the defense, I think it'll be interesting to watch the defensive line. I mean, like the 49ers defensive line has been so dominant. Like so, mm-hmm. the only two games, my wife's a big Packer fan, so watching them just absolutely manhandle yeah. the Packers' offensive line and Aaron and just. Have Aaron Rodgers running for his life every other play, it seemed like. When, yeah. It should uh, be a good one. <clears throat> It'll be interesting. I'm gonna pick the 49ers though. I think I think Mostert's okay. gonna have another I think he's gonna have another big game. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be able to run the ball pretty much at will like they did against the Packers two weeks ago. And it, it'll, it'll be, be I think it'll be interesting. It'll be high scoring, I think. It'd be great PR if uh, Mostert could win Super Bowl MVP. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Be awesome. Mm-hmm. Which he's already got really good publicity for Purdue the last few weeks because a lot of people just are now learning that he went to Purdue. Mm-hmm. Thank mean, you, Daryl Hazel. Thing, I mean, <laughs> the fact that he's you know talking about us respectively and highly yeah, is yeah, nice because you never know with some. I mean, especially with the guy who's underutilized, he could easily you know kind of true. You know, not mm-hmm. talk well about, or not talk very good about us, and the fact that he's speaking highly of us is mm-hmm. cool and. And it's a, and it's a cool. You, know, I, you don't know him, but you, you, as a manager, you. Yeah, kind of I, a bit I worked around him a little bit. I worked with the running backs one year when he was there, and he was one of the nicer, hardworking guys on the team. Um, he was just, when I was there, he was in that mix of is he a wide receiver? Is he a running back? They couldn't really figure it out. Yeah, I don't even remember. I don't even remember him even being considered a running a receiver. So I, that's where he started his first two years. Yeah, um, I, see, I don't remember him as much. He couldn't run routes very well. Mm-hmm. And so he's mainly a returner. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was a good dude. Um, I'm happy to see all the success he's having. Well, and then his, his an interesting story. He's been cut how many, like six or seven, seven times. times or something. And uh, he talked to, I think that I, I, I didn't read the article. I didn't have time today at work. I just, I saw it come across somewhere and it was, he talked about how he like shot himself at one point. I think like an accidental shooting. Like um, I just Googled it. Apparently he shot his toe when he was a kid and he almost quit. Mm-hmm. Almost retired from football after getting cut all these times, and I mean, he just persevered and. Well, as a and Bears, now he's. As a Bears fan, it was funny. After it wasn't funny, it was actually <clears throat> kind of sucked. But after their game against uh, 
the Packers, they showed that uh, almost all the 49ers points were scored by players who used to play on the Bears because you had Raheem Mostert, who at one point was cut, and then you had Robbie Gold was a kicking field goals. And yep. It's a sore mm-hmm. spot still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, and the whole – that's how you got – Trubisky was trading up with the Niners. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, we'll bring that up anymore. But um, there has been some Purdue football news since our last podcast. Uh, Purdue filled their defensive line coach. Um, I should have his name up. I don't have it up anywhere. We're professionals. Oh, we're we're just the best. Uh, I know uh, his last name is Jameson. Lawrence, isn't it? I think it's Lawrence Jameson. Something I think. Something oh, I, I believe. Real quick. <laughs> I thought I would find it quick. I know I googled it and didn't pop up. Maybe real it's quick. not. Maybe it's not Jameson, or maybe I'm that spelling it wrong. Right. No, I was gonna say it's Terrence. Terrence. Terrence Jameson. Yep. Yeah. Came from Air Force. Yeah. Yep. Who Purdue plays in week three? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So coming year. Um, Got some yeah. young coordinators, young assistants. <clears throat> I love it. <clears throat> Yeah, hopefully they can help on the recruiting trails. Not that Purdue's doing bad at recruiting by any means. Um, I mean, actually, we had two guys get promoted to four stars mm-hmm. uh, throughout the week. Um, Including an offensive lineman. Yep. Yeah. And another wide receiver. So that made five four stars for the class, which is the most Purdue's ever had in one single recruiting class. Mm-hmm. But I, I just get the feeling some of the guys that were let go, maybe recruiting wasn't their strength. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah, see. but we'll. See. I mean, I don't know. I think it'll it'll be it'll be good. I think um, the Jameson played at Wisconsin. I think yes, is what they said, right. and I think he's from Chicago. So that was what yeah, they said that 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 could be a lot of Chicago ties, which could be good. I mean, Purdue's after quite a quite a bit of high high end guys Brian up there. This comment before on Golden Black, but it's it, Chicago's interesting because a lot of guys get. Highly rated, mainly just because oh. of, of their because their visibility, yeah, yeah, visibility because it's Chicago. Everyone goes there, so a lot of these guys sometimes are seem a lot better than they really are, just because of the fact that people are mm-hmm. actually out there seeing them. So it's kind of like because mm-hmm. I feel like Purdue hasn't had the most. I'm not even trying to remember the last person we had from the Chicago area. That was. I'm trying to think of the last football player we had from the Chicago area that was um, really or either that or really bad. Where was Dan? Dan Deerking was from somewhere in Illinois. I don't think he was from. He was from uh, was he? Kind of. Uh, I I cousin, didn't think it was like Chicago, was but my cousin went to his rival high school. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember. No, I can't remember now. Glendale, Glendale Heights, I think is where he was from. Somewhere around there. Yeah, they haven't had too many players turn out well from the Chicago area, but. But yeah, no. I, I mean, his background sounds good. He's been through a mm-hmm. lot of big programs, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll trust in Brom when it comes to hiring these Absolutely. guys. So, mm-hmm. so, um, in the spring game, stuff for what April 4th, <laughs> yep, that just came a, out. Yeah, an alumni thing, a football alumni thing mm-hmm. around then, too. It's cool, uh, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. day before, so that's, so that's where Mostert will bring his Super Bowl ring, right? <laughs> if, if if he wins the Super Bowl, can we assume that he's gonna lead shout the first home game of the year? Oh, yeah. That that's yeah. a that'd be a good idea, yeah. Oh, what? Okay, what if Breeze retires? I was just gonna say because yeah, he's supposed to be make up his mind soon. I don't think there's any way he retires. I hope he doesn't. 
Either way, he's, he's got to play. I think it's one more, and then he's done. I yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping he and, of, yeah this whole new Saints news and the have you seen that tan yeah mm-hmm. have you seen the the Saints are in the news for very awful reasons <laughs> but, I have not seen that uh, I guess I'll have to go I'll uh, I'll pull it up on the, I, I send I, it to him we'll send it to you the only thing I've seen I'll, is, I'm not gonna bring it up here I'll just send it to yeah. you the only thing I've seen <laughs> is now whenever okay. Breeze is done they kind of want to move on from Teddy and go to Tyson Hill really really yeah make. Mm-hmm. They don't. They think if Breeze comes back, they're not going to resign Teddy. Hmm. And then Tyson. So will Tyson be but he does back. so much. He does so much outside of quarterback. Then they know. can't do he that if he's your backup. Ball. That's the thing. And, yeah. But I mean, they line him like he he, he returns kicks. I mean, he's I on the punt team. I know it. I know it. But which is why awesome. I, I think Sean Payton wants Drew back, but I, I think it's only going to be like a one year thing. Like next year's his last year. And it probably is time. As long as he had a pretty good year this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he met for for the amount he missed, but he broke his own record, I think, for right. completion percentage. I mean, and had like, yeah. But you know, it, it just look look at look at how the NFL is right now, though. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. if he leaves New England, there's not too many teams that's going to be in the market for him. Ah, uh, he'll be fine. Tom will be fine. I knew he. I know he would make it land a home, but he's not just going to go play for like, for instance, probably the Chargers because the Chargers don't have that great of weapons to throw to, and you know, they got an okay defense. But like Tom Brady's not going to go to that team. He can't win with the Super. Bowl. I don't know. I don't, and I can't see I Drew play for anybody that. Hard what if? Play. What if Drew Brees retires? Tom Brady to the Saints. Gosh, that'd be weird. I hope not. I want Breeze to play as long as, if not longer than Tom, just so he stays yeah. ahead of him on all the records. Wow. Sam just read the news. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk yeah. about the Saints anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about Drew Breeze. <laughs> so Breeze can come back and be quarterback's coach. But, I, but uh, cool. I, I read a rumor. He's, he, I mean, ESPN's offered him a nice yeah. little uh, – Opportunity to be see, an announcer, and he's kind of seems like he's interested in doing that. Maybe really, I know, but I feel like if he retires, it's because he wants to do things with his family and be yeah. more. I mean, he's he already seems very involved with his kids, but just mm-hmm. more. I mean, like he coaches their like the flag football. I think is what they've yeah. they showed him. So if he's uh, in, is that is it strictly going to do Monday Night Football, or would he or would he do college? I'm presuming Monday Night Football is what they're yeah. looking for, but that could be Greg Olson, who was cut by the Panthers this afternoon. Because he did a test run with Monday Night preseason mm-hmm. stuff a few years ago, I think. What about is Luke Keekley? Did he come up about anything like that? He'd be a good broadcaster. He's smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. We'll see what the future holds for good old Drew. I think he's going to announce next week or so. So. Yeah. I think he was giving it like a month. It was in yeah, a month. I heard a month. I heard like, well, I think he said like maybe a month. I yeah. mean, he said, I think he's like, not even really thinking about it, but we'll make it. But it's, I mean, it's the saints or nothing. Like it's kind of also. Oh, yeah. Saints. Yeah. Yep. If the saints want him back or not, I'm sure. I'm sure I wouldn't I think mm-hmm. Peyton Peyton does, but yeah. It's just, it's, it's interesting because I mean, um, could you imagine if the saints didn't want him back and he goes and finishes his career back in the charger for a year? Cause they're, <sighs> they're giving up on rivers. That'd be, weird. That'd be funny. He lives out. I, he does have a house in San Diego, even though they're in LA now. Huh. Oh. I would like that. I would like that way more than if he retired. I would love. Yeah, that. I wanted to stay in New Orleans, yeah. but that yeah. would be interesting. Yeah, I get my Drew Brees Chargers jersey back out. <laughs> <laughs> you still fit in it? 
Probably. <laughs> I, when was Breeze drafted? Like 20, 2002? He's been a Saint since like 05 or 06. I was a, yeah, I was a big 10-year-old, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I had a powder blue Drew uh, Charger jersey yeah. that I could not fit in it anymore. So. Well, you hang it up. That thing's awesome. I, Should... I think my younger cousin has it. Actually, I know uh, I gave it to him <clears> at <throat> point. So. Get that back. Sweet. I remember I got one and my older cousin got an LT one powder blue. We both got them for Christmas the same year. It's pretty cool. So now I would burn anything chargers close to my house. So. <laughs> uh, any more Purdue news I'm forgetting about basketball, football related? We talked about uh, Bryce and Hopkins got invited to the combine. Did we talk about that last time? I think we did. Yeah, but he did have two catches for 19 yards in the senior bowl. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about how he did. Um, I'm seeing anywhere second to third round pick in mock draft for him. Sweet, mm-hmm. Bears need a tight end. Mm-hmm. There you it's go. Be all about it. How about Marcus Bailey? Where's he? Is he going to get drafted? Yeah, I've, I've, but I've seen you know fifth Six, round, sixth round, yeah. seventh round, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's you just don't know with his knee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the XFL starting next weekend. There's two Purdue players on the rosters. Uh, Jalen Robinson. Kirk Barron. Yeah, thank you. Kirk Barron, yep. And Yancey's on the IR right now for mm. one team. So those are the – You know who I would love to see make an appearance on the XFL? Hmm. Kyle Orton. That would be great. <laughs> I would love to see Kyle Orton come out of retirement with a big beard and probably a big beer belly. And, and he needs to be yeah. clear, clean shaven for the XFL. <laughs> Uh, no, he's a little good old neckbeard man. I wonder what yeah. he's doing now. I'm not. You him. know, I'm for not, years he's getting into politics. I was gonna say he wanted to be yeah. a like his dream was to be the senator of the state for the state of Iowa. Growing up, Iowa. Yeah, so, I was, that's right. That's didn't he and Tiller say that that he would go yeah, and talk to Tiller? Yeah, that's right. they had different yeah. views, but he was one of Joe's favorite players because yeah. they would just have great conversations for hours of non football related topics. Such such a goofy guy. <laughs> I I've heard story and he's was like arguably my favorite Purdue football player of all time because I just remember the Orton era and everything uh, and he's the Heisman. Yeah. He's the reason I'm a Denver Bronco fan. Um, yeah. which I can probably say I'm probably the only one in America. That's why I like the Broncos is Kyle Orton. But um I witnessed when it happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. ESPN for whatever reason and saw that Jay Cutler and Kyle Orton were swapped. I'm a Bronco fan. Yep, <laughs> here I am. Eleven years later. Yeah. Um, but I heard he was a jerk at Purdue. I've heard many my stories at the same time, and she's yeah, she said some. He said his, he thought his crap didn't stink, man. He yeah. was, <laughs> but he was a good player. So exactly what she said. Actually, <laughs> that's exactly what my cousin said. You know, I mean, yeah, but. He was a partier too, but um, that's yeah. why it's funny. That's what you say. Like he had like these funny, serious conversations with Tiller, and I'm just imagining him just being just drunk and partying. Yeah, that I just I always go back to that you know O three team, the Capital One Bowl team. That that team was so talented, man. That team was stacked. Yep. But maybe, maybe, maybe the 2020 is <laughs> so stacked. 2021, at least on offense. Yeah. 2021, we won't have Rondell. Yeah, but we'll have like seven other four stars on wide receivers. I know, but yeah, you might have Rondell. Maybe he decides he likes college. That'd be pretty cool. But 
Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, Pro Football Focus, I don't think we mentioned this. Pro Football Focus last week came out with a list of the top 25 wide receivers in the nation. They listed David Bell as uh, 15th and Rondell Moore as 5th. Yep, who's number Pretty one. LSU. LSU, I thought it was Alabama, yeah. Or maybe Alabama. One, one, one was two. Yeah. And then um, there's some big time guys in there. From, uh, Minnesota was number three. James and then um, WAP. WAP. Tyler. 20, yeah, he was like, yeah, I was going to say right behind Bell somewhere, like 7 to 18. I was going to guess. Yeah. I remember he was yeah. behind Bell. Indiana's taking some hits in the transfer pool. Coy yeah. Kirk, uh going to Iowa. Um, Peyton Ramsey, which I think he'll end up at Fresno State. I think he'll follow their. Offense coordinator. Oh, that makes sense. I some, someone said that Fresno State. And I'm like, why? That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. That's true. And about the same size of fan base. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to rip out you there for once. I'm just being probably less geese. Probably less geese in the stadium though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I keep thinking Purdue's gonna gra- grab a few more, but they got clear to start a camp to grab transfers and grad transfers and all that. There was um there was one guy who looked pretty promising. I mean, I know he's injury, but looked talented. There was a junior offensive lineman from Colorado who visited this weekend. I think his name was uh, – hold on. He just had – I was just reading something about him. Well, Purdue had a bunch of uh, guys on campus over the weekend. I think they were. Okay. No, okay. So I was thinking UTEP, Greg Long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like – I think he started and I was like – all conference as a freshman or something like that, and then he's had some injuries. The worst teams every year, though, that scares me. No, this was like three or four years oh, ago. Okay, this was like he's a, he was. I think he graduated and might have two years. I I read. I remember reading about him. Um, I don't know. I think he's like six six, and I mean he had potential. It looks like, but hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm still interested in Malik Hornsby. Haven't heard anything lately. I think he tweeted, I think it was him, <clears throat> saying it's about time I find myself a new home or something like that. <clears throat> Let me see. Because I, they keep saying they want to add another quarterback, you know, presumably a veteran, but it doesn't look like there's a lot of options out there. Um, there was a list. There's, um, there's a few. There's a kid from Clemson that was Trevor Lawrence's backup. Uh, and then you got the – Castello yeah, or whatever from Stanford. Stanford. Um, there's um, a couple others, but there was like six. But Rogers went to UNLV, the one from TCU, Justin Rogers. Mm-hmm. So here, I just pulled up what Tom Deanhart put out there: the list of ones available. Uh, yeah, Miami, Jaron Williams, Peyton Ramsey, KJ Costello, Anthony Brown from Boston College, and then Clemson's Chase Bryce. But then, yeah, there were numerous others. Um, Dabo calls five. Chase. Dabo called Chase Bryce the second best quarterback in the ACC. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but he's he's not going to come to Purdue to compete for a job. I mean, nope, he's going to go nope. somewhere and you're, start. None of those guys are going to. Yeah, I don't think. But I mean, you know, I wouldn't think that you're going to grad transfer and not have a pretty good shot at starting. I mean, I don't. Who's to say that? That guy's going to come in, and even if he is more talented or experienced, he's not going to have the experience in the offense that Plummer mm-hmm. or. O'Connell will. So I'm, I'd be fine without getting another QB unless it's Hornsby or something. But mm-hmm. I'd, I'd much rather go get a couple, like a couple off grad offensive linemen or a linebacker. And I was watching a short highlight video that Michael uh, Limo uh, put on his Twitter yesterday. Mm-hmm. I know it's high school, you know, highlights and all these guys look good, but man, it, it kind of got me excited to see what he could do mm-hmm. eventually. 
Yeah, I mean, he, if it's a true freshman, that could be a problem. But oh yeah, hopefully I mean, we're not seeing him. Never see a true freshman come in and blow everybody away to where they're starting right away. Usually, but especially when he's not going through spring ball, that's kind of a. Didn't yeah, Trevor Lawrence start and blow people away as a true freshman? He was also the number one player in the nation. Yeah. But it, hey, it, it could happen. <laughs> Is that Angels in the outfield? It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, we're we're about Kobe. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um yeah, as I'm sure everybody by now knows uh yeah, the sports world lost a really an icon. Um yeah. our generation is Michael Jordan. Um for anybody that was born in the nineties, really uh Kobe Bean Bryant at the age of forty one, along with his daughter Gigi and seven others in a mm-hmm. horrific helicopter accident on Sunday. It was one of those things where it comes across your phone and you're just like, this can't be real. Mm-hmm. Even though it was reported by TMZ that even though, you know, morals of that company aside, they are usually pretty spot on with their mm-hmm. reporting. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was, and I, like you guys, I'm sure I was in the middle of watching the IU Maryland game mm-hmm. and I could care less about the game that was going on TV. I was just glued to my phone to figure out what mm-hmm. was going on. And everything kind of seemed like a blur. I used choke job kind of seemed like a blur. Maryland hitting threes and everything. But, uh, um, I mean, I wasn't the biggest Kobe Bryant fan, even though I did have his jersey. I actually had two of his jerseys when I was younger. Um, but I didn't hate him by any means or dislike him a bunch. I mean, I always respected him. I thought he was the most mm-hmm. clutch shot maker I had ever seen. Because I don't remember the Jordan years very well. I remember the Wizards year. Yeah, but, say, I don't remember Jordan, um, Chicago. I mean, Kobe was just – his work ethic was unbelievable, the stories about his work mm-hmm. ethic. And I don't know if you guys like the Lakers or not, but I went through the period. I liked the Lakers when him and Shaq were there. Probably, but, yeah, I don't – never mean, really – yeah. I mean, I didn't have, like, any clothing, but I remember I liked – I enjoyed watching them on TV because they were good mm-hmm. and they were entertaining to watch. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely one of those moments I, I won't forget where I was when I heard the news. I, I don't know how to compare it to any other – um, sports celebrity death that I've been around really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of the same. Like I wasn't the the biggest Kobe Bryant fan growing up. It was more like I actually didn't really like the Lakers just because of they were the they were the always teams. there. Yeah, yeah they're always good. Maintain, I know you're Cardinals. Fan, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was always the teams that were always winning. Mm-hmm. And you know, I grew up a Reggie Miller fan, so they knocked you know they knocked the Pacers out in two thousand. Um, then I you know became a Bulls fan too, but it was one of those things where it it messed me up for a couple of days. It was weird. Like I found myself you know reading something on Twitter like randomly on Monday or Tuesday, and then you know choking back tears trying to to do work. And I was coming back from Lafayette on Tuesday, and the in uh, back to Indy on uh, four six or on sixty five, and they had put up a billboard or there was a billboard, an electronic billboard, and one of the the slides was a tribute to Kobe, and it was just like just absolutely tragic and it just doesn't seem still doesn't seem real like i'll you know watch these highlight videos of him talking or it's like man i just can't believe i just can't believe he's gone and obviously thoughts and prayers with the with his family and the families of everyone else it's i can't even imagine what they're going through Mm -hmm. and you really can't i mean it's just utter tragedy and yeah those things were i mean it's crazy I mean, we knew he he was Kobe. I mean, there's one of those not many people can have can be known by just their first name or just one name. 
and it's crazy to see how many of like this generation or the new generation of players that he touched, you know, that, you know, whether it be working out or offering advice and like, you know, they didn't talk about before, you know, he was one of those guys who was boasting about how he was training. <clears throat> he helped Trey Young over the off season. And cause Trey Young was you know, visibly upset at his game, but it just, he was truly one of those. He wanted to give back to the sport that gave him so much. And those are, those are the people that are awesome that, you know, mm-hmm. they realize that they were given a gift and they're, very unselfish with it and what they've learned. And it's just crazy to think that, I mean, he was definitely really just getting started on his second chapter of his, of his career. I was really looking forward to seeing what, what the Mamba mentality would, would bring him in the, in part two. And obviously his daughter was was the baller. I mean, I, I remember watching, seeing the clips of when she was starting to kind of come on the scene and she had that post move or that turnaround, which is a shot that I know we all, <laughs> practice in our driveways whether or not we were with friends or not we all wanted to be kobe but now we liked him we wanted to we wanted to hit that shot still um, do that in the trash can try exactly, to exactly yeah mm-hmm. whole, you know i mean you know, say we're the generation that yells kobe whenever we shot some into a trash can and it's it's just crazy how far his reach was mm-hmm. globally he yeah, was an just, icon yeah mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where yeah I, I couldn't believe it when i read it didn't want it to be real I thought it was fake because I was, I, I mentioned yeah. in our group chat that morning I had seen the Chicago bears Twitter account was hacked. Like, and the people were posting like, this is just to show that any account can be hacked. You know, no one's safe, blah, blah, blah. So when I read that, I was like, Oh, it's just someone just taking a step too far. And then I saw like four other new sites confirm. And I was like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah. I, yeah. It was awful. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I've seen a lot of things that should be proposed, like you know, they should retire twenty four and or eight, both of them, mm-hmm. permanently. I could see maybe them eventually doing that. I know a lot of teams are doing that. Yeah, but the Mavericks, Kevin yep. say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen team or um things of saying that the Jerry West logo should be changed to something that Kobe did. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I know they're gonna do something with the All Star game. It looks like. Um, they're changing the rules around for this year's all-star game. I didn't read it too specifically. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I told my dad, I, I think the Lakers are going to win it all now this year. Oh my gosh. Like I, I that too, it was like, especially with the, I mean, that was the whole thing that was just weird too, was, you know, LeBron, you know, passing Kobe the day before the day Florida, before. Yeah. In Philly where Kobe was from. Like, there was a lot of strange, eerie comments uh, on him by the players from the night. Before. Yeah. It's like, like they showed, you know, LeBron's, you know, you, they replayed LeBron's comments a lot after, you know, after Sunday. And it was like the way it was like, man, the way he's talking, it sounds almost like a eulogy. And Dwight um, Howard too. Dwight Howard, Go check out yeah, his comments. Those are really, I, it was, it was, that was eerie. And just the fact, again, like LeBron said, the fact he did it in, in Philly where Kobe's from, where he met Kobe mm-hmm. for the first time, um, you know, Kobe was going to be probably, he was going to be inducted to the hall of fame this year. And the fact that we're going to, you know, we're not going to be able to hear, because I'm sure his hall of fame speech would have been, mm-hmm. been amazing. Yeah. yeah That's what Shaq said. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been amazing. I'm sure. And yeah, it's just uh, it's just weird. Yeah, LeBron's gonna take his game to the next level. Yeah, for us. I, I was like, in the NAD too, they're gonna run train on the league. Yeah, and it's like that's it's my like, prediction. It's like it's gonna be crazy, but uh, 
it's you know, Kobe's going to do the impossible and get the entire world to cheer for the Lakers. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. It will be, yeah. you know, if it happens, besides if that's your team you like that right. loses to them in yeah. the finals, I don't think anybody else would be upset. Yeah, I'm already, I'm like, all right, I'm all on board. Like, because mm-hmm. it would be a cool thing that only sports can do. Yeah. Bring people together and, and mm-hmm. make magic happen, really. Yeah. yeah, and exactly. I mean, look at the across the world, you've mentioned that just how everybody has been. Um, all the posts and everybody just talking about how much that Kobe Bryant touched their lives, basically yeah. just a lot of ways. And that's what, how many, how many things like that can bring well, millions of people together. Social media is so hateful anymore. And it was yeah. Yeah. all positive <clears throat> mourning together about Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Don't It doesn't matter what, you know, what your sex is, your race, anything like that. When it comes mm-hmm. to this, it was, it was everybody's everybody. united. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, any other closing thoughts as we wrap up this week's boiler breakdown? Hopefully, the uh, team can adopt the Mamba mentality and get the get the job done on Saturday. Yes, yes, uh, I agree with you there. Um, Got to start a winning streak somewhere. Mm-hmm. Got to get a road win somewhere. Hopefully, start Saturday night in Evanston at Northwestern. Um, you can like us on Facebook. If you haven't already, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. Subscribe to our podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast on. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That helps us out a lot compared to the other, not only Purdue-related podcasts, but just sports podcasts in general. And tell your friends about the Boiler Break Pod, Boiler Breakdown <laughs> podcast. Um, we really appreciate everybody who tunes in with us every week. We like to have fun with this. So let's uh, boiler up, hammer down, and beat the Wildcats. Boiler up.